1: Junior is a witch and she farts in her chair. Jason is a spaz who's got an old man's ass. Welcome to the After the Show Podcast. All right, here we go.
0: Welcome to the Kvj After the Show Podcast for Wednesday. It's so nice to have y'all here. Oh man, it's great to be here. Yes, it is, isn't it?
1: Woohoo! I'm, I'm loving today's Wednesday
0: show. You are okay. I ah, had great fun. No. Been very uh in-,
2: the, in. fact, for the bump, the burpees part, it was great. That did suck. <laughs> man, me and we yeah. are struggling from them burpees. You a minute of burpees and we can't move. I was like, I'm not in that bad a shape. Uh, yeah, I am.
0: Burpees <laughs> do take you out. All good respect Lord. to burpees. I'm
1: trying to get back into shape, so it, it, this is a good little little icebreaker. Yeah, you're gonna keep doing them at home. Probably not burpees, but I will be doing a form
0: of exercising, yes. Okay. All right. You're, I know, trying to get in shape for your snack pack show. Is going to be coming up at the Crawfish Festival. There ain't nothing more pathetic seeing someone my
1: age throwing up and not being able to... Finish a minute-long song. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, got to get get this fat ass in the shape. Performing is hard. It is hard. Y'all
2: jump around. Y'all dance. Mm. You sing. It's a a workout. It's a workout. And you can tell the rockers that keep up with their physical fitness and the ones that don't.
0: No, it it is a massive difference. Just the comparison. You look at Bruce Springsteen, who's 73 years old and is still knocking out three-hour shows. Which
1: is amazing. It is amazing. It's the same shit Taylor Swift is doing, who he's twice her age. Right. Yeah. Or more than twice her age. More, yeah.
0: Right. Just the fact he's holding up. But uh, he takes amazing care of his body. He's in the gym every day. He watches what he eats. You know, that's the one thing. And that's what you do. And that's why, to me, I get so much more respect for Bruce Springsteen and his craft than I do for Vince Neil from Motley Crue, who just doesn't take care of his body. To me, it's a privilege to be able to take money from people to perform for them. But if you're going to have that privilege, you have to earn it. And Vince Neal, that's why I would never pay another dollar to see Motley Crue because it's to me it's disrespectful. Bruce Springsteen, I love Motley Crue's music a lot more than Bruce Springsteen's. I would easily buy a ticket to see Bruce because I respect what he's doing. He he cares about the fans and putting on a good show.
1: Well, especially if you're going to be jumping around a little bit, you got to be a little sort of... That's what Outcast does, and that's how you mm-hmm. get your ass into shape. That's what I did last year, and that's Twix from the Snack Pack said Outcast, they got a producer or they got somebody in their camp. He, he makes them run and they have to rap the song while they're running. And it, if they fuck up a lyric, they have to start the whole process over again. It's good. And you're not done until you, you know, get the whole thing. That's what we did for the snack pack last year. And it gets you into shape really quick. It, it should, yes, it it should does. go
0: hand in hand. You look at professional athletes that are out there. And I put it on the same level. No, it really should be. You have to be in the physical shape to perform whatever your craft is. And you have to be on a certain level of physical fitness to be an on stage performer. If you can't and you're not there, then don't go out. You know, if you're not in shape and you're gas, you're not gonna play on a basketball court or a football team or something like that. You got to have a level of fitness.
1: It just it looks it's it just looks shitty. <laughs> it mm-hmm. does. Yeah.
2: What if they could replace Vince Neal with Bruce Springsteen? Would you go to that Motley Crue show? Nah, I don't know if that would work.
1: <laughs> and I don't know if Nikki Six from Motley Crue would like it. Nikki Six is a Nikki Dix. <laughs> that guy is a dick, man. I, I, they, I just watched the whole special of the feuds Nikki Six has gotten into with people. Yeah. He's a pretty lippy son of a guy.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a lippy dude. You know, he's got to take out his angst somewhere because he's sober now. So he's, you know, got to... So he's a sober
2: dick? He's angry.
0: Yeah, he's, 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 <laughs> he's, ang- thirsty. he's angry. thirsty. He's angry that he's sober. <laughs> <laughs> so He's got to fight with somebody. I mean, come on. Uh, I got a bunch of emails from stuff on the regular show today. I always like to have you guys be a part of it. Uh, we had it got a message from Joe earlier. He listens to us in Oklahoma. We were talking about the bill in Florida to start school later for teenagers so that they would be able to try to get the eight to 10 hours. And he said that they do that there where they had passed that bill and they're now doing it. And he said, the kids and parents love it here. It doesn't cause any problems with the school activities. Cause that was one of the complaints that came up. They're talking about, Hey, how are we going to do the busing schedule? What about curric extracurricular activities, family dinners, kids doing homework, parents pick up schedules, So he says in Oklahoma, it's not a problem. And then Craig says uh, here in California, they moved the school time to later and kids just stayed up later and didn't get any extra (laughs) sleep time. You could see that happening, too, because that was the other fix here was, okay if kids need eight to 10 hours, move their bedtime up. Now, some people do argue and say, well, yeah, but they're just their clock is set differently and that's not realistic. And. Is that how the uh, scientists or the nutritionists and the, the, it was the rebuttal I heard to it. Yeah. You know, when they said, just have them go to bed earlier. And they're like, yes, but they're, they're biological clock. And I did that experiment when I was in college. and It was kind of interesting because they said, if you want to find out where your algorithm is set, you stay up until you get tired. You go to bed, you do that for a week and you see naturally where you start to go to bed and what time you wake up. And I was going to bed at 3am and I was waking up at noon and I felt great. You have to do it nine with hours.
2: no alcohol, no sure. yeah. craziness. Just mm-hmm. do it. Just go into bed and waking up naturally. Yeah. My
1: body won't be able to sleep good if I have alcohol in my system. I'll, I'll be able to Can't, fall no. asleep. That's a biological fact. I never will stay asleep with alcohol in the system. It's
0: amazing. I had uh, had some cocktails uh, one night over the weekend, and I've been trying to uh, get your sleep. And I think I I to lay down nine hours. I woke up tired. Yeah, that is that to me was a statement of how much I get to the point, like any alcohol just wrecks my freaking sleep. It's a nightmare. It's terrible.
1: Alcohol is the uh, you do have to kind of weigh out your next day. It, It
0: does. Is it worth drinking right now? Well, and I had heard Richard Branson had said something. His motto was, I don't want to steal the joy from another day for what I do tonight. It's not worth it. So. That's what he always considers saying. Okay, I could have that other drink or that other two drinks, but tomorrow I'm going to lose how many hours for just a small little bit of that enjoyment today.
1: I don't like when rich dicks try to be all wise eh, uh-huh. and It's so easy, so great to be so easy to yodo when you've got billions in your account. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I see that. It's somewhere in your somewhere in your 40s it happens, and it just every year it gets tougher and tougher. So if you're in your 20s, enjoy your drinking. Because it gets harder as you get older. Unless you're Virginia, then it's always easy. I don't think she does get affected. I've seen her. Drink well, she does come into the but look at her on Monday. She's like, I, I did.
1: I need some food, babe. Yeah. But that's because she went three days in a row. I did. I, Kevin, yeah. I've seen her drink barrels of vodka and wine, and yeah. her take an eleven hour quote nap. Do you remember it? And <laughs> When we came back from St. Augustine in that RV, you got turned, and she—I swear to you—we hit so many potholes, and she didn't fucking wake
2: up once. <laughs> I slept like a baby. I <coughs> love the motion of the RV; it put me right to sleep, like I Rocked was in you my, like a baby, like I was in a cradle. I looked at little angels sw- swimming around her head. <laughs> Ooh, that real peaceful.
1: I was so jealous. And you got turned the night
2: before. And you got COVID that day. I did.
0: I didn't sleep at all. You went in opposite directions.
2: We were together, basically attached at the hip for like 24 hours. He comes out with COVID. I come out with the best night's sleep of my life. It was quite remarkable. I think about it often.
0: (laughs) That is pretty unreal. (laughs) Pretty unreal. And on the school issue, Mata said, I always wondered about the timing here in the U.S. back in Guyana, where I'm from, primary school, kindergarten to six, started at 830 a.m. and finished at 1:30 or 2 p.m. And secondary, the high school started at 9 a.m. and finished at three. We had a one hour lunch break, too. And also at 1020 a.m., we had a 15 minute break. I believe that this time played and still continues to be a good factor in how these students turn out. There are no incidents of gun violence in our schools, knock on wood. We as students were overall very happy. So, you know, it sounds like uh, many different places have different strategies on how they do school. And, you know, I, I guess... Who knows? What is, what is the right thing? It would be nice for us to find out what that is.
2: I love when they start later and they stay later. That's just me.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, that's what the pediatricians are at least saying right now is the ultimate benefit. Maybe we just try to start our world too early.
1: And I, I forgive me if I have asked this question before. Mm-hmm. Do kids still get down with them Flintstone vitamins? Because I thought they were delicious.
2: Rocco does. I give him a Flintstone vitamin every day because he needs iron. Okay. And not all kids' vitamins have iron in it. Hmm. He actually had an iron deficiency, and the Flintstones complete with iron is one of the few That's readily available You
1: said pediatrician, I always think Flintstone vitamins When I hear that, but if I was to eat a whole I don't know, like, like if it was Skittles You know, a whole, whole handful, a whole pocket full Of Flintstone vitamins in one sitting Would I die?
2: Or do I just get too much vitamin? You might get sick But you, you don't die though I don't I'm I'm, a,
1: I'm only asking these questions, I have no idea
2: I don't think you would die, but hey, I'll bring a bottle in tomorrow
1: Yep <laughs> Oh, fuck up. Let's ride the pony. <laughs> you, want, you want the bird to die? No. <laughs> fuck, fuck this noise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: just kidding. <laughs> but did you
1: guys like those Flintstone vitamins? Never did, had them. Really?
0: No. Oh, fat Kevin would have loved. A f- oh, my gosh. Yeah. Loved them. My, uh, my mom would always get the vitamin C. And the tablets, and that was really good. And I would eat those like candy. But then I forgot if you ate too many, you shit your pants. Okay,
2: that's, that's what I was. Waiting. I it, think that's with any vitamin. If you eat too many, you will shit yourself. Especially
0: the vitamin C. But what a terrible look to be a fat kid with shitty drawers. Like it just—it's just really hard to pick up dates. Undateable. Even t- crap. <laughs>
1: oh, these, these are these, these vitamins are delicious. Um, <laughs> I forgot. So that was what that would be. What would happen if I ate a whole bottle full of Flintstone vitamins? You crap your pants.
2: Yeah, I think you'd have an upset tum tum. Okay, and then I think you would make a mess. And, and, yep. and then
1: it kind of passes through your system.
2: Yeah, I don't think you would die, but I don't know. Google Ke- it. Kevin will have an a, <laughs> an eleven page email. Oh my gosh, you will die.
1: If you eat Flintstone I, vitamins.
0: I mean, I realize that it, you can die drinking too much water that anything will kill you. You're right. You know, you're right. any, any, too much of anything. That's I think, true. Will kill you. That's just the way it goes. Uh, Mary Lou, we were talking about uh, Yelp reviews. They came out their list, top 100 restaurants in Florida based on Yelp reviews. And then we also talked about uh, restaurants that get bad reviews, or at least those inspector reviews when places get uh, shut down. And uh, Mary Lou said, uh, yeah, Yelp reviews, the value is actually in the responses from the business. Because we were asking, is there even any value in this? How do you know you can trust them? And this is interesting because she said – if you go to the Yelp reviews and the restaurant is active on the Yelp reviews and interacting with people, that will tell you if they're truly a customer-focused business or not.
1: I've seen that before too, where yeah. they will answer the negative reviews and they'll be really polite for the first seven back and forth, and then by the eighth one, like,
0: "Fuck you, yeah, don't at, come back." At a certain part with people, you gotta be like, "Sorry, just don't come back and it, fuck off."
1: Well, we've had that before where <laughs> someone's had a complaint about the show. You try
2: to address it, and they, they all they want to do. Is fight.
1: Like, all right, whatever. That is true. You
2: you win. Some people (laughs) just want to see the world burn, make trouble for others. Some people just want to, kick you in the face. It's just that's just how some people are and I think a lot of those people love re- re- leaving reviews
1: for restaurants. I'll just say and I, of course only a Sith speaks in absolutes here, but I have noticed that somebody who leaves a lot of negative Yelp reviews and they they, they have it on their 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 Facebook and they're not considered somebody that Does uh, they have a show where they're doing critiques. They're just there to give fucking negative reviews.
2: I find them to be kind of unhinged a bit
1: in my time.
2: I agree. I think if you're spending all your time just talking about how every restaurant is bad, it's probably not the restaurants. It's probably more you. I'm not saying you you have a bad
1: experience, but we're talking, like, seven paragraphs deep about how but this restaurant
2: like, wronged you as if it's a manifesto or something. They'll leave, like, a two-star review, and then they'll say in their description the things that went wrong. But you're like, okay, well, that's not that bad. Like, what are you talking about? Well, they
1: destroyed the restaurant because they didn't like the, the waiter, and... They they go, the food is, is really, really good, but I'm giving them a one. So you, you're hurting the guy that or the woman that helps with the food, and you're basing on that one waiter experience. Right. I don't think that's cool.
2: Like people are going on. I'm reading some of these, and they're saying, oh, the restaurant was noisy. I couldn't hear my people at my mm. table. So they leave them a two-star review for that. Well, you're penalizing the restaurant because there's a lot of people there enjoying the food. You know, if if you don't like to be in a crowded, noisy restaurant, then go someplace that doesn't have as good of food. Because when you have a good restaurant with great food and it's filled with people, it's going to be a little noisy, you 88-year-old grandma. Mm -hmm. Like, don't punish the restaurant for being popular. That makes no sense. Yeah,
0: to me, the value of a review, you have to read between the lines. And it does say a lot about the person who posted it. And you've got to take that into consideration. Are they a reasonable person? Are they a complete asshole? And there are people out there clearly like that. And I thought this was kind of interesting on your tango. They were talking about signs that you are a really angry person. And some people are just like that. And if if this is you, you might want to check yourself and say, I got to get it under control. They said the five signs that you are a really angry person you have at least one argument per day with someone. They said that is pretty much the quota. If you've got an issue, and angry slash asshole. <laughs> yes. Once a day, you're having an argument with somebody, and and then you think it's them, not you.
1: That And that does happen, man. People are it just does. assholes.
2: No, you're the asshole. No. You're the only one fighting every single day. If you're going around and having drama with all these different people all the time, mm-hmm. guess what? It's not them. It's you. Another one is you drive like an
0: angry person. You act like you're the most important person on the road. You're the only one who knows the right way to drive. You cut people off or you frequently honk your horn or give people the middle finger constantly in traffic. May not be them. It may be you.
2: Yeah. I mean, you're going through life angry. You're, you're getting in your car and you're aggressive. Like that's a personality type. Well, I think what happens is
1: there's a lot of anger That goes on in someone's life and when they get into traffic, it's just, it's kind of like an outbreak of anger. It's kind of, it really just kind of throws you into that, that hot pool of anger. Yeah.
0: Your primary sense of humor
1: is sarcasm. So that's a funny thing. People think they can get away with saying whatever the fuck they want and go, I'm just joking. I'm being sarcastic. I think your mother's a fucking whore. Come on, fuck her. I'm being sarcastic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) How dare you call my mother a whore? (laughs) <laughs> but you, you know that kind of person yes. they really are an asshole and then they tag it with I'm just kidding or I'm just being sarcastic
0: yeah take a joke and you then don't they know my personality it, they spit it on you and again <laughs> the one thing I'm noticing with this too it's always someone else it's never them it's like right. you can't take a joke so it's your fault not me being an asshole it's that you just don't have a good sense of humor
1: meanwhile as soon as you say some shit back to them oh, fuck you I'm just kidding
0: they get mad at you yeah. for <laughs> they, fuck yeah. that Another sign, you're an angry person. You curse more than most people. What the fuck does that mean? I know. (laughs) I think it's how people curse more than the fact that they do curse. I
1: agree. There's a
0: tone in cursing. There's a way to use cursing that is accentuating humor. And, okay, that's funny. But then if people are using curse words to... Paint more negative and put more emphasis on negativity. Kevin's that's a
1: stupid fucking bitch, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's different than going. Oh, this motherfucker got a pizza. Yeah, yeah. That's it. it is different. What the fuck
0: are you doing? Yeah, it's different. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, I look at the cursing differently. And the other one is if you've lost faith in friends, you may feel like people betray you, or may tell yourself that people are idiots. But what you need to do is take a hard, cold, cold look at how your own anger may be negatively impacting your friendships.
2: Mm -hmm. These are good. It takes the work, though. It takes the person that's willing to look at themselves and go, man, do I start drama? Am I kind of nasty to everybody? You know what I
1: think? Honestly, I think more people need to get offline and go out in the nature and and meditate. And when I say meditate, meditate whatever form you think that is, whatever gets your mind at peace. I just think we have a a, a spiritual deficit in the yeah, world. It, I it feel is, like we're yeah. so busy and uh, being online and, uh-huh. and constant. I, I just see it with people and you know, my with my family, with my friends. I don't think we're out in nature. And I don't think we're quiet enough. No doubt,
0: no doubt. I there's there's been. Not only news in the world, but, you know, the one Wall Street Journal poll that I read yesterday on the show, it it does speak to people not being patient with others. The the lack of empathy, I think that was the one that really jumped out at me was how empathy has dropped since 1990. I think we're 80 percent where people felt they were empathetic to others in 98 and now it's what like 34%
2: empathetic, spreading kindness, yeah. giving compliments and thanking people when maybe you don't have to, thanking somebody who really can do nothing for you, you know? Like I see people all the time like walk past like people that are helping them, doing things for them and they don't even say thank you. Mm-hmm. Like what the hell's the matter with you? Yeah. If you're out there just taking, taking, taking and spreading yuck The world don't like that. And I know people get annoyed
1: with me when I constantly bash social media or oh technology and all that. And I think a lot of it is really, really good. I just have seen it in my personal life where people who have been angry that were online all day, constantly just not really going outside that much, just Mm. staying indoor and kind of festering with things that they can't control. I've seen them quit that and kind of go out into the world and go out into nature. Yeah. And that their personality has changed on a level I can't even... Describe. So I've, I've seen this happen with more than one person. So I speak about that because I think it's important. I think that's it, a matter of it's the heart I- issue for me. I think we just get kind of caught up in the online social media world, and it makes everyone think everyone hates everybody, and mm-hmm. everything's yeah. way more terrible than it really is. Mm-hmm. Go out and touch some grass. Smoke some
0: grass. I think we all need to be personally <laughs> aware of our current asshole number. Because I think we all have the tendency to be an asshole. And where is your number right now? Are you high on the asshole scale? And I know a lot of people are going, well, fuck it, man. It's their problem, not my problem. (laughs) Well, you would be a 10 on the asshole scale. (laughs) Exactly. And if people would care more saying, I don't want to be an asshole jerk. I'd like to be a nicer person. If we would start with that, and then if you had awareness of where your asshole ranking might be right now. And we all just – Took measures to try to lower that. The world would be such a better place. Big
1: time. Kind We always talk about. We want that percentage over people's heads of whatever stat. Yeah. You wish you knew about. It'd be cool if you could just walk down the street. and Go. He's got a ninety-three asshole rating. Oh boy. Stay
0: away from that. Fuck a- and face. it does go
1: up and down. Look, <laughs> I does. have moments
0: where. I, okay. Gosh. I catch myself. I'm like, dude, you could be kind of an asshole, man. Bring everybody it down. can be. A- yeah.
1: Every, everybody is an asshole at one point, many points in their life. Right. It's a ma- matter if you get off of the asshole island.
0: But you shouldn't wear it like a badge of courage some people do. Be like, yeah, I'm 100% on the asshole scale. I fucking love it. Just speak
1: my
2: truth and fuck you if you don't like it. Yeah, you,
1: she's a whore. Your mother's a whore. What? No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I lost my cool the other day in the optometrist's office because they didn't call me to tell me that they had dropped our insurance. We have pretty crappy eye insurance like it's not a really great one but I pay for the vision insurance every month because Magnolia wears contacts I wear glasses like we use it so we had gone to the eye doctor we waited two months to get this appointment by the way two months and we go there and nobody had bothered to tell us that they dropped our insurance and I was like all right well why didn't y'all call us to tell us you no longer take our insurance and like oh sorry
1: Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right,
2: well, this ain't starting good. And then the guy so was—
1: apologize, and it, okay, But he,
2: but he said, it like, oh, sorry. We, 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 we just didn't realize. But they knew because they dropped it January 1st. They made a concerted effort to stop doing business with this company. <laughs> and then the guy's like, well, your appointment today is going to be uh, $380. Um, and if you want, you can submit it to your insurance and see if they give you any money back. And I'm like— Normally, this appointment is $35, mm-hmm. and it's covered by the insurance. And then we get free pair of glasses covered by the insurance. So I was like, you know what? Keep it. I don't want it. We're leaving, and we left. You made, there was a scene. It was a scene. I was yeah. pissed. <laughs> I'm like, why don't so, you call somebody and tell them that you don't take my insurance anymore? You knew you dropped it. Okay, Kev, so mm. where's Virginia on the
1: asshole? She made a big <laughs> scene. They, they made a mistake, but it's probably not. The, the, what do you think?
0: <laughs> that That's That's a tough one because I I don't – I think there's a separation between you're being an asshole and you have a deserved right to be angry. And especially now, the two times over the last two weeks that I probably had an asshole moment – it was because of some issues with customer service, and they were blowing it. When
2: so They were and, and, blowing it, and they were mad at me because I didn't yes. want to pay $350 when that appointment is usually 35
0: Right, and, and <laughs> so I, I, I don't think that you're necessarily an asshole because you become angry because things aren't going your way. It's just then, how do you treat people because of it? And then do you take that anger you have and pour it onto somebody else who doesn't deserve it?
1: Well, it's hard to, especially
2: if you— if it's something like something like
1: that is so annoying.
2: It's so annoying because they could have called me yeah. and told me. They knew that I've I've used my insurance there at the same place for many years. Mm-hmm. They knew they dropped it as of January 1st and they didn't call anybody and it pissed me off because making a time in the day when I can go with Magnolia and both of us have a free hour to get an eye exam and get the glasses and get all that, like, that's a pain.
1: What was your asshole moment, Kev, that you felt, you felt like you were an asshole, but it might have been justified?
0: Yeah, there there were just a, a few things that um, uh, strung together. I had uh, one with a, uh, a business, probably about four or five frustrating things that had happened. Um and by the end, I, you know, cause I had been drinking too. And so I think by the end, <laughs> by the end I had, you know, kind of finally had it. And, sure. you know, I, I kind of, kind of lashed out a little bit with, uh, my frustration. And then the next day I'm like, just, I calmed down. I'm like, yeah, it it sucked. I think there were a lot of things that were wrong, but you know, why why you let yourself get so bent out of shape. And then I had something similar to what Virginia had, where I got a, a run around with two companies that weren't speaking the same language and it was on them. And it was a tough customer service situation. Like I said, I, I think you become the asshole when, you don't recognize that and let that anger and frustration go and you unrighteously pour it on to somebody else who didn't deserve it. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's how I kind of feel, too. I mean, someone can be an asshole to me if they come back and are sincere about being an asshole. I almost can argue sometimes our relationship levels up. Because mm. we, we we all are assholes, and then they have the humility to say, hey, "I was being an asshole. I'm sorry." Yeah, that, that, that to me be that that that, re- that that's a redeeming thing well, for me. That
0: squashes a lot of things. If, if for you me can just, Yeah, and I try to do that. If if I was a little off, and I tried to always be in the right moment, right frame of mind, but that I get bent and twisted too and i oh, yeah. i try to immediately apologize I say man i was carrying around frustration i was bent twisted i was a little hammered you know whatever <laughs> it might be <laughs> you know that bent,
2: twisted hammered yeah, frustrated
0: yeah that that wasn't <laughs> right man i i came across a way i wouldn't <laughs> want to come across so i apologize for that and that that'll defuse a lot of issues for
1: a lot of people i think it was, yeah. there's some people don't that, we're human you're yeah. only
0: human man you're gonna have moments of frustration and bad moments that You're going to say things you're going to regret and be like, gosh, I wish I hadn't felt that way in that moment.
1: Everyone's an asshole, Virginia, even Mother Teresa, so I'm told.
2: Yeah. Don't (laughs) you say there's like some like behind the scenes story of her that like makes her look real mean? Every time I bring her up, someone says to me, Bart, stop talking about her. She's an awful person. "Ah,
1: (laughs) Mother Teresa
0: was awful.
2: There's no hope
1: for me. Just just Google the dark side of Mother Teresa and and then you
0: all (laughs) can do your own judgment. Damn. One person <laughs> wanted to know about having an argument every single day. What about if the arguments are with the same person? Your wife. Am I the asshole? Well, that's that's a different situation, mm-hmm. I feel like. It, you're arguing one, with the same person. Yes, you have a toxic relationship. Yeah, it's a terrible relationship. And yeah. maybe
2: you guys would be better apart. Because if you're together and you're miserable, that's no way to spend your life. Nope. No, it's not. Yeah, I think it's when you... you You have nine
1: different issues with nine different people. Like Mm -hmm. one of the people I was telling you about that had all of those horrible negative reviews, which was an alarming amount, I thought. I started doing a little deep dive. This person ended up having six or seven different restraining orders
0: with different Mm -hmm. people. Wow. So clearly
1: there was something going on there. Right. (laughs) They're busy. They're just angry.
0: Yeah. Damn. It is a uh, pattern. And uh, on the uh, restaurant tip, somebody would be like, oh, man, I saw this. There's some drama at the Bagel Boys and Stewart. Seems like uh, Dennis hasn't been treating his employees very nicely. This was posted on Facebook. I guess the the employees had shut down the bagel cart. And they said, blame the owner, Dennis. Our team quit because this guy told me he doesn't give a fork what I do for our customers. Shame. I mean, they they wrote this all over this uh, guy's bagel wagon so like with any review you're like, Go wagon. You're like is what this, is this warranted i mean dennis keep your place clean do your job ass gosh i want a bagel wagon
2: so bad yeah bagel wagon sounds awesome it does yeah, he went
0: off on his bagel wagon
1: that yeah some people do that now they'll quit and they'll do a whole big old thing there was yeah. that one guy who i think performed a song as he quit
0: okay and they want to quit in big ways. Yeah, it went viral, for Virginia. It's classy. hmm I'm Bradley Trainer,
1: And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house
2: to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's JLo And P.S. The person
1: behind all of this
2: is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday
0: so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
0: Uh, got a question here from Michael. Wanted to know, uh, just wanted to check in, Virginia, to see how your sober friend is doing. You were talking about how her husband was trying to get her to have some alcohol because she was more uninhibited in the bedroom. I believe the last time you mentioned her, uh, her fuckwad of a husband was trying to have her start drinking and smoking weed again. Did that happen? Did you or her hire a hitman yet?
2: (laughs) She did not drink. She also did not do any drugs like he wanted her to. Um, She's kind of standing her ground and... Waiting a little bit. Um, She's got one kid my kid's age. She's got two other kids behind that. And she's getting her ducks in a row. She's going to therapy. Mm -hmm. Gosh, therapy should have happened yesterday. I'll call her and find out how that that went. You have that on your calendar. Well, no, I know the date. I have it in my head.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: I knew the date of the therapy. So, yeah. She was going to tell the therapist everything. But the therapist doesn't like her husband either because he used to go to the therapy Mm -hmm. and tell the therapist how to do her job and say everything that was wrong with his wife to the therapist. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, I have a psychology degree. I know this, this, this. And the therapist is like, no, dude, sit down. You're a psychopath. So the therapist was going to be able to hopefully give her some good advice about what to do. And I'm like, look, you need a really good divorce attorney. Because mm-hmm. he is psycho. He is going to fight her. Right. But she's got to put this together and and take her time. It's going to be three years before all of her kids are out of the house.
0: Okay. So, so she's got
2: three years to get her act together.
0: So check in with us in three years? <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll have an update show. Yeah.
2: I, I don't think she's brave enough to leave until the kids are all out of the house. Okay. Yeah. I, I just don't think she's going to be able to do it. She's She's not like me. She's not like... I would stab him in his throat while he slept and then hide the body in the yard, but that's just me.
1: I wouldn't go yard, by the way. Not the best move. We got to talk about your murder skills.
2: Not very good, by the
1: way. Ken, I'm just obsessed with bagel wagon. I think it's such a good idea. I love bagel. Love love bagel
0: wagons. How are how are bagels doing these days? You know, I know a lot of people have gone the. No-carb craze.
2: This motherfucker don't know. It. Still I, know I know. Look, but there's nothing that compares to a hot, buttered, toasted bagel. There's the kind that have the cheese already b- built inside of the bagel. and Cooked then, in.
1: Yes. And then you put extra cream cheese on there. And if you want to get a little bit
2: fucking saucy, you can. Dip that biatch in the sauces of your choice. Okay. Jaybird got me the best bagel on Monday when I was hungover. It was an everything bagel oh. from a place downtown West Palm called McCab's. It's a good place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. McCab's can fuck up a bagel.
1: Everything bagel, I love. I love a raisin bagel. I love a cinnamon bagel. I just love bagels, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... uh did you ask me a question about bagels or am I just going on a bagel rant?
0: Where am I? We're talking about them bagel <laughs> he, lo- yeah. he lost his place in the world. I blacked out with
1: bagels. Yeah.
0: <laughs> snacked out oh. Took over.
2: Black snacked out.
0: <laughs> John has got an email about a Florida man, a new Netflix series that is starting on April 13th. The show is about a disgraced cop with gambling debts, who takes a mission from a Philly mobster to return his girlfriend to him safely in exchange for having his debts wiped clean. And then the previews, you can see he starts banging the mobster's girlfriend that he's supposed to be returning safely. So I'm sure that causes problems. Never good. But uh, John said, I thought a Florida Man show should always be in the style of A Thousand Ways to Die. And I agree. When I saw Florida Man, it grabbed my attention because I'm like, oh, Florida Man. It's like whacked out news. No, not at all. I mean, this could be... I don't know. This could be called anything. You could call it Tim. you know. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's Florida Man, no, like we know Florida no, it's Man. No, It doesn't it even doesn't. speak to what Florida Man is. And right. I'm, I'm kind of bummed that they stole the name Florida Man for something that's not related to Florida Man. So I'm kind of like, fuck you, Netflix. I feel like they don't know what Florida Man means. I don't know. Maybe when you get into the show. But I can't see what the premise in the—I I watched the trailer, which is about three minutes long, and, and watched it. I'm like— It has nothing to do with Florida Man, and he's right. It should be a bunch of individual stories. I mean, imagine all the best whacked-out news stories we've ever had. If you did a whole recreation of one episode. That's
1: what our Florida Man
0: video is. That would be awesome. That That would would be be so cool. It would be hysterical because you'd be like, oh, my gosh, and it would speak to what Florida Man is. It would make Florida Man and the Legacy greater this is going to just confuse and be like, I don't get it, Florida man. So two questions,
1: because you are the missing piece. Are you A, okay with drinking a beer or like a dr- liquor on camera?
2: Are you yeah. okay with that? Okay, Yeah, I'm
1: okay. And second question, mm-hmm. how naked, without obviously covering up your,
0: your privates, yeah. how, will our, how, how much will you go on camera? I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm trying to keep as many clothes on these days okay. as I can. It's why know? we have these conversations. <laughs> you want to keep a
1: modest look. I, yeah, and I respect yeah.
0: that. I'm not trying to yeah, wine. It's not, not you. the exhibition days anymore. Uh,
1: yeah. uh, understood. Yeah. That's why we're having this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I remember those days. Yeah. I miss those days. But Trying to move past that. You know, some of those photos have wound up on the family reel, and it's just, it's odd. It's just, okay, yeah, so, but it feels kind of awkward. Okay,
1: so you'd go like a, like a wife beater kind of a thing. Yeah, Can yeah. I say that? Has that, that shirt been
0: canceled?
2: Yeah, I think you can't say that anymore. What, then what do you call them? A muscle T. That rolls right off the tongue. Tiny. That
1: rolls right off the tongue. GTL. <laughs> look. What do you even call that
0: now? <laughs> nah, I'd still go wife beater, but I'm not evolved. <laughs>
1: You're the real Florida man. I'm a, a wife, so I take offense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you do a, uh, a WB, as they say in the business? A WB. Nah, yeah. Warner Brothers? No. Nah. Uh, wife Eater. You okay? You won't even do that? I right. right. will. Well, okay. Wear it. All right,
0: perfect. Yeah. yeah. All I'm right. cool wear that. Yeah. I'll wear it and say it. <laughs> <laughs> Just
2: won't do it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'd like to Just see As I
0: say it, doesn't mean, yeah.
2: If you bright. step to your wife? <laughs> She would end you. Yeah, she would. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Snap that little neck. <laughs>
0: yeah. I wouldn't stand a chance. Uh, Matt sent an email. He said, I always listen to the podcast using the Apple podcast app, and I've noticed recently that they've started jumping back a few seconds every now and then. I wonder if anybody else had noticed it or is just my app that's being annoying. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast yesterday on the Apple Podcasting, and it was doing that with me. So, me too. It, it was a different one. I wouldn't listen to KVJ. It was unrelated. So I I think they must have some kind of uh, software issues. Yeah, that's not the kind of stuff that typically we can control, unfortunately. And I know because, look, a lot of times when you have technical issues, you're like, "Ah," whatever brand you're listening to, you blame them. Um, I know I'm guilty of that sometimes. But being in it and seeing what we can and can't control, sometimes it's, it's not them. Uh, and I don't think that's us. I think that's Apple. So we are trying to always make tweaks to make sure our side of it runs as cleanly as it can. Sure. But uh, you never know. Talking about the uh, podcast, one story that I saw, which was a rather interesting, Serial, which is a huge podcast, it really kind of broke the podcasting genre out and made people aware of, wait, what is this? This is an audio show only I listen to. Okay, I I, I love murder. I can't believe
2: this. It's an audio soap opera. Yeah, it is. But it's real.
0: Yeah, and it really kind of launched the genre and the story that got it going was the murder conviction of Adnan Syed. Who made it famous? Starting all the way back in 1999, or at least that's when he was accused of murdering his classmate hey Min Lee. And I think it was in October, November, September, October, November, somewhere around there. An appellate court in Maryland, I guess, wound up releasing him and saying, "Oh my gosh, we didn't get this right." But apparently, a new hearing is going to be scheduled. And it's possible that Syed might actually have to go back to prison because apparently he- he- Lin or Haemin Lee, her family was not there in the courtroom when they overturned the murder conviction. They said I, apparently by law they would have to be or at least be invited. And so it looks like they're going to have to redo it and reboot it. I mean, imagine he'd been in prison for that long you know, but 20-plus years, then freed, and then now they're going, yeah, we're going to have to bring you back in. How the hell do you you miss that oversight? Great question. I think they filed a petition and said, hey, look at this. And their attorney found it and said, yeah, you guys have to be present for something like that. And they weren't feeling it. And so they're going to have to apparently go back in front of a circuit court judge uh, to— Rule whether or not he gets to stay out of prison or if he's going to go back in.
1: Have you ever had to be on the stand for anything where you've sat in front of a courtroom and someone's lawyers ask you questions? Has that, has that ever happened?
0: Only mock trial, but not a real thing.
1: I just did it. So you you were legit on the stand? Yeah. How being dare cross you ex- it?
2: Being cross-examined by a group of liars, the lawyer and the whole family. And they were coming for me, and they lost. So they, 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 they do the whole thing? We now call... Uh, Mrs. Virginia, the witch cynic, to the stand. I had to walk from where I sat at the table with the lawyers in Magnolia, walk in front of where the judge was in her robe, had to raise my right hand and swear to tell the truth. I I would take it seriously, but it would be so hard for me not to try to work
1: in a couple of lines from Few Good Men into (sighs) just whatever they asked me.
2: It would be hard not to. Your lawyer would be mad at you for doing that. I think I could do it in a way where I think I could do it in a way where I'd be slick about no, it. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. they don't like funny. They don't like silly. They don't it. like stupid. No. The lawyer, ha- the lawyers, and the judge have no patience for any any of that. The judge really had no patience for it, and she was not having any of their tomfoolery. I thought they wanted the truth, though. She did, and that's why she said they lost. Nope. Damn! I set you up. You can't even do the line. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Stupid,
0: stupid. Lies in the uh, chat room said, Kev, sorry to report, but your boy Cole Hauser's new movie, Ritual Killer, is horrible with a capital H. You know, oddly enough, I, I find joy in that. I'm happy to hear that it, it sucks because I, in a sense, don't really want his other <laughs> career to take off. So he leaves Yellowstone because imagine if he landed a huge movie and he'd be like, yeah, I don't need this shit anymore. I love him on Yellowstone.
2: So it, you want all of his other projects to flop. I kind of want all of his other
0: shit to tank. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> Cole, but yeah, I... I, I. You know, at least until Yellowstone's done its full run, and then you could have success in other movies. But, yeah, not till then. It'll well, you, keep
2: him humble. I yeah, usually love honestly. It. I,
0: haven't you seen that? In a, you Have you ever had a favorite show, <laughs> and the actor got too big, and then they take off, and it freaking ruins your show, kind of like The Office? Yes, absolutely. That can happen. Oh, the, the, well, I think we
1: like shows because we fall in love with the characters. Sure. And if you kill off a character, yeah. or a character leaves, that can it massively affect the show. It,
0: it would radically affect if they got rid of... Rip Wheeler or Kevin Costner's character, it would radically – or even Beth. I mean, yeah, it's driven by characters. Any of those three go, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that show.
1: People try to say, oh, yeah, no, they still had some good episodes after Steve Carell left The Office. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. Mm. The show was just – it wasn't even close to being what it was. Right,
0: So I'm glad to hear his new movie sucks. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. Uh, a couple other uh, things going on the pipeline, TV-wise. Uh, they say The White Lotus is heading to Thailand for season three, and I guess the first season was, what, supposed to be about money. second season was about sex or something like that, and this is supposed to be about spiritual awakening. And honestly, I got to tell you, The White Lotus is one of those shows, the shows—the longer I am from it, the less— good. I think it was. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. I I, I watched
1: about five episodes and I just could
0: not get into it. I think what happened was so many people, the hype, and that's what sucked me. I was like, gosh, everybody's talking about this and how amazing it was. And I was like, oh, that's okay. And now that I've
2: watched all of them, I'm like, eh, yeah, yeah. That's how I felt about The Watcher. Remember? Everybody was like, oh, my God, you got to watch The Watcher. I Uh love Jennifer Coolidge. So I was like, yes, give me The Watcher. Uh In the beginning, it was good, but the end was so stupid and unresolved and left me hanging. I was like... What is this? And, and perhaps
1: sometimes I feel like maybe even like a relationship. Mentally, I, I wasn't just in White Lotus. Maybe I didn't want to watch it. And I was kind of watching it just to report back to the show. But I was losing interest quickly with every episode that I watched, and it was not kind a lot of a really slow burn yeah, for me. Not a lot
0: really happens in it. To I be wanted honest to with like you.
1: it so bad because I, I love HBO programming. Yeah. it did not kick me in the dick like I like. Yeah, it.
0: so I'm not sure how pumped I am, and I don't. I really unless. It's just so fantastic. White Lotus 3. Eh, I don't know if I'm jumping back into that ride. I'm kind of good. The X-Files looks like it's getting rebooted. Really? All
2: right. Are Gillian Anderson and what's his name? David Duchovny. David Duchovny. He's not.
0: Dun- doesn't sound like it. The director of Creed and the Black Panther movies, Ryan Coogler, is going to be doing this, and it's going to have a new diverse cast. So it doesn't sound like they're going to be there. But that wasn't one of those shows where I had to have Mulder and Scully to enjoy it. To me, just the mystery of the aliens and what you could get into. I could see a new cast and enjoying a new X-Files.
1: Because is it X-Files like a uh, James Bond situation? Anybody can come back and take those roles into the
0: X-File world? It's it's just, you know, people that are FBICA, whatever the hell they were in, or just a special department, and they're investigating alien type stuff. To me, that was, the storyline was the star, not necessarily the characters. But
1: don't come back as Mulder and Scully. Come back no, as I agree. two different new agents. Na- yeah, it's new
0: names and it's the X-Files continuing yes, on. Yes. Come
1: could back work. as Scolder and Molly. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I'm not against it. <laughs> it's goofy. It's more of a comedy. That was for you.
0: I yeah. Love it. And I thought this was interesting. I haven't heard a lot of people talking about John Wick chapter four. I did initially read that apparently the Critics at least were loving it, so I'm hoping it's great. It did well at the opening box office. I've enjoyed the series by a lot. And this is kind of an interesting thing. Keanu Reeves only says 380 words in nearly three hours of movie in John Wick Chapter 4. And he only said 484 words in 101 minutes during the original movie. And I guess that's by design. He thinks he should be, you know, more action, less talk. He's a guy A few words. I, so I, they're even looking at the dialogue and be like, yeah, he did not need to say that. Like, cut that from ten words down to two.
1: I like when they do that sometimes. Yeah. They
0: some, some, well, would have done that with Bubba Fett, Virginia. But
2: I will not. Go on a rant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Edit thyself, Bubba. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yep. So that was uh, one thing that uh, they had done there. So, yeah, if anybody <laughs> has seen the new John Wick movie, let me know. How good it is. Cause there might be time this weekend where, you know, if I did have it, do I go out to watch it in a theater or I just kind of chill and pump the brakes and wait? for it to come out on streaming.
2: I want to see that one. everything to everyone all at once or whatever, that won all those awards. Yeah. That I, is, that, that the, is that the name of it? Uh, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very confusing name. I don't think I nailed it. it. It was playing at the PGA theater.
1: How do I Google that? Everything, anything, everyone? Uh, all it's at once. really <laughs> <It's> confusing <laughs> it's title. It's a confusing I know, title. I the
0: same way. And the other movie that was uh, big at the Academy Awards I actually watched, and I think it's on Netflix. I think that's where I watched it. All Quiet on the Western Front. If you do like war movies, um, and I had listened I to podcasts about World War I, which, my gosh, we don't have perspective because it happened before our lifetimes, but you want to talk about a miserable four years. I can't imagine. I think the ultimate hell that humanity's probably ever seen was in that war.
1: Oh, collectively now, we're yeah. pussies. We, we, have no, we have no idea how, how, how rough it was. It brings a
0: lot of that out. So I, I thought that was a pretty solid movie. So I okay. did, uh, enjoy that. I do love a war
1: movie. I, I have one I'd like to suggest to you. I don't know if you're going to like it.
0: Give it to me, baby. Okay,
1: Uncommon Valor. I've Patrick, heard of it. Patrick Swayze movie. Okay. It's a. It's kind of a B-side.
0: Uh-huh. I, you'll hate it. Never mind. It's a bad idea. <laughs> not going to be <laughs> Academy Award winning material. No. Like, I bring an Academy Award winning movie. And- <laughs>
1: you're not going to like it. <laughs>
0: You're the yin and the yang. He brings in a bargain bin VHS tape. (laughs) It's really
1: basically just a low-budget Rambo. They go back to... Patrick Swayze didn't even like it. (laughs) I don't know if he did. It's really (laughs) an off-beaten path of a Swayze movie.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. There's some ideas and things for you to check out. Appreciate all your emails. You can always send them in to us, mail at kvjshow.com. Have a great day. We'll see you back here tomorrow.